It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I am Pastor Jack King. I am your host. And what it's always a privilege for me to be with you on Sunday mornings here on WTSM 97.9, your sports monster. We're on Sunday mornings from 6 to 7. We talk about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. Got a few rules. We don't talk sports, politics, or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another. And uh, this is show number 1,028 today. And that has uh, been an amazing ride for me. I've interviewed a lot of people. And today I have Miss Janelle Irwin, and she is one of the founders of Hang Tough Foundation. Yes, sir. Right here in Tallahassee, Florida. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Tell us all about Hang Tough Foundation. Oh, man. There's a lot to tell (laughs) you. Hang Tough Foundation is a local nonprofit here based right out of Tallahassee that serves families that have children with chronic life-altering illness or special needs. And what we seek to do is rally around those families that have been going through that type of a journey and support them and encourage them along the way. Personally, for me, it's it's my ministry. It's my heart and soul. And I feel that, that God has led me to Tallahassee in general to be here to, to do this. Okay. Now, when you say you minister to them, what all do you do? We have 11 different programs and services that we run on a regular basis. So, we, we look at the whole family. Because no matter the diagnosis of a child, what we have discovered is that it affects every person in the family. And our goal is to keep that entire family strong and intact during their journey. So, some of our programs will focus on the caregivers, where we'll do parents' night out opportunities and give those caregivers a little bit of respite, where we'll watch the kids and we'll send parents out on a date night. Or if they're single parents self-care night um, and and not only that but we have medical experts and special education gurus that come and watch the children so their parents know that they're in good hands so many of our families couldn't afford for a nurse to come to the home and watch their child so they could go out to dinner but when they bring them to us they can do that okay so do you have a literal place where you do this we do this all mostly out of city church tallahassee they are okay. a very gracious and generous partner of hang tough foundation and allow us to use their building okay. um so we we have had a lot of great community support right. to help us do this. But now when you say they allow you to use their building, do they is there a designated space that you use all the time or, or? Most often we're using their kids area where okay. they do Sunday morning kids church. Okay. We we take it over on a on a Friday night and we do parents <laughs> night out and that's also where we host our support groups and things okay. like that. So the kids So it's get mostly used on Friday night that you do this. It, it's yeah, different right. nights of the week. So um, the parents night out we have coming up is on a Saturday night this time and we try to rotate it around to meet different work schedules and things like that. Now, now who does events. the actual work there? Is it volunteers? So, currently, I'm the only staff member at Hang Tough Foundation, and um, we are run, I will tell you, 99% on volunteers, because when we do a child care event, we have two kids to one adult, so it takes a lot of volunteers. (laughs) Um, That is incredible. This is a heartbeat of our community, um, the things that that Hang Tough gets to do. I'm curious about this volunteer thing. Hmm? When you do this on a Friday night or Saturday, how many volunteers will you have show up? It depends on how many kids we have sign up, but let me tell you that um, our July event, we have 60 kids coming coming so we are going to be looking for approximately 35 volunteers that's amazing uh-huh. <laughs> to, to help us execute that so it takes it takes a handful now, of i'm sure that you have a, a, a presence on the web absolutely and, and, and uh, so are you drawing people from not just city church but but other churches as well absolutely churches and and, and just community members right. the way just uh, everybody has heard about hang tough and rallied around it we have um, a great presence at fs you really? um, with the college students um, we even have a club on campus a hang tough fsu club that that is a primary group of volunteers not during the summer unfortunately but during the school year that brings out um tons of volunteers the fsu swim team is that right? comes out 20 kids at a time from the swim team and will volunteer with us it's but, been but, amazing uh, you have obviously done a lot of work <laughs> to, to put this presence in the community because that's a very important thing mm-hmm. i mean communication is everything 
And, and if you're able to communicate what you're doing and and draw passion from people, mm-hmm. and that, and that's a that's a bit of a challenge, but it's a gifting as well. So evidently, you are doing this. So this tells me that there's a story behind the story. <laughs> Yes, because there something is. has given you this passion for what it is you do. So I think we need to go back in time and let's find the story here. So tell me, what is it that drives your passion? It's a good story, too. We okay. often say it, it, it is hard to believe how this all got started. Um, there is no explanation for, for Hang Tough and what we do today other than God. So the story actually begins way back in 2009. A little girl here in Tallahassee, Florida, Haley Hart was her name. Haley Hart. Diagnosed with (laughs) leukemia. Uh And um, her family was going through a journey um, of cancer with their four year old daughter. And here locally, there were some men that knew they needed to help fundraise for this family. And so they set out to train for a bike race called Race Across the West, where they rode from Seaside, California to Durango, Colorado. Nonstop, someone had to be on the bicycle. And so that took a lot of training. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> so those men called in a coach to okay. get trained up. And they happened to call Carmichael Training Systems out in Colorado Springs, where my husband was working. Uh-huh. We were a young married couple. We were actually pregnant with our first child at the time. Um, and my husband trained these these men to do this race. And right before the race happened, one man on the four-man team couldn't, couldn't compete. He was injured. And um, believe it or not, who else do you call to ride their bike halfway across the country <laughs> other than coach? So they called my husband. And my husband at the last minute flew out to California and hopped on his bicycle with this amazing group of men, rode his bicycle in honor of this little girl with cancer to help fundraise for their family. And he got to meet her parents at the finish line. And I tell you, he came home. And by the way, I was uh, two weeks from being due with our first child. So I'm really glad he made it home in time. But he came home and he sat down and he said, can you imagine having a child with cancer? And I said, absolutely not. I mean, I hadn't even laid eyes on my sweet baby girl yet. And um, believe it or not, uh, a few months later, one of the guys on the team said, Brady, I want you to move to Florida from Colorado. He said, I want to run a bike shop down here and I need and, you and to Brady help me do Brady is your husband. It. That's my right, husband. Right. And we prayed a long time about it because we loved Colorado Springs. Uh-huh. And we decided we felt led. Um, and we took a big leap of faith, moved halfway across the country, more than a thousand miles from any family. And um, as very young We had only been married four years, and we had a one-year-old daughter by the time we moved here. And the first person to come introduce themselves to me on my doorstep was Michelle Hart, Haley's Ah, mama. Wow. And she knocked on our little apartment door, and she said, I'm here to to introduce myself and bring you dinner, and you're going to learn to love me for something other than my cooking skills. Here's a frozen lasagna. (laughs) (laughs) And boy, was she right. I came to love her for so many reasons. Um, She became like family to me. Uh, The only person I really knew here in the beginning, and we spent all our holidays with the Hart family. We watched Haley finish her treatment. We celebrated her end of chemo. Um, it, it was really cool. It was very eye-opening. During that time, I found out I was pregnant with my son. Okay. And um, as we, we celebrated Haley's end of treatment, the boys who did the first race said, you know, we only did half the race. Race Across the West was only half. Uh-oh. And they said, we need to do Race Across America to celebrate Haley and to celebrate her being done. <laughs> So they set out training to ride from Seaside, California to Annapolis, Maryland. And um, Michelle and I looked at him and said, well, Haley's done with her treatment. You need a cause. You need a passion. Right. Right. And they said, you ladies take care of that. We'll ride our bicycles. (laughs) So Michelle and I worked together and we chose Cure Search for Pediatric Cancer. We raised $13,000 for this organization. And... um, Michelle and I were together. I was, again, eight and a half months pregnant at the finish line. (laughs) And um, at the finish line, I was standing there and Michelle looked at me and she said, Janelle, I have a dream. And the dream is this hang tough. Uh And she said, 
I know that you were put in my life because you're going to bring it to life. She said, I learned from working with you on this fundraiser that you're you're the, the type A personality that's going to be able to execute this. And she said, will you come alongside me and bring this dream to life? Uh-huh. Pregnant with my son, Grayson, I looked at her and I said, I'm so sorry. Like, that's just not where my passion is. <laughs> really? But God. <laughs> um, the boys finished the race. They did it in six hours, and or six days, six hours. It was crazy. Uh, we celebrated. We had a great time. And my son was born a few weeks later. And when he turned 11 months old, he was diagnosed with the exact same leukemia oh, that Haley goodness. Hart had had. Oh, my. And the first phone call I made was to my sister in Christ and who I consider my sister, Michelle. And I said, Michelle, I need you now more than ever. And she showed up at my house um, and she walked hand in hand with me through the journey of my son being diagnosed with leukemia. And um, we had we had an even tighter sisterhood at that point. I bet you did. She took my daughter, who was three years old at the time. My daughter stayed with them for the first 10 days while we navigated the, the craziness of, of being told your child has cancer. And uh, it took about six months for me to get my feet underneath me. Uh, Grayson was considered very high risk. They asked, actually gave him a 10% chance of survival. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I'm happy to report that uh, he's getting ready to go into third grade. Is that right? Because God is good. Praise and, the Lord. Um, <laughs> yes. And, oh, my um, goodness. But six months into his treatment, which was a clinical trial, I, I picked up the phone again and I called Michelle and I said, hey, guess what? And she said, oh, I hope this is the phone call I've been waiting on. And I said, I'm passionate. Yeah. And uh, we began dreaming. Yeah. And we began putting pencil to paper and started dreaming of what Hang Tough could be. And but had you found the are. name by that time? We had. She had always called it the Hang Tough House. Uh-huh. Is what she had in her dreams called it. Um, and then we changed it to the, the Hang Tough Foundation. Right. But we stuck with that Hang Tough. That was Haley's motto during her treatment. Was Hang Tough Haley Hart. <laughs> and that's that's where the dream started. So hang yeah. Tough Haley Hart. <laughs> and that's that's what you got to do. You wow. got to hang tough during that journey. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow. My goodness, what a story. Isn't and that so, crazy? And so, so your son's name is Grayson, right? Uh-huh. And, and he has survived this. Yes. And how long was the treatment and things for him? So his treatment was only two years. Usually boys will get treated for three years. But because we did a clinical trial, they actually took um, – the, the treatment was to scrunch it all together and give it more powerful in the beginning and, and to see if they could scrunch it down to two years. So they gave him four times the doses of chemotherapy that oh they goodness. typically give a child. Wow. Because what they told us was the, the average treatment was not going to do anything to touch uh, the, the magnitude right. of, of his. Now, now was all this done here in Tallahassee or, or did you go to? We went to Shands, Shands. in Gaines, Gainesville, UF Health. Um, amazing medical team over there and and he was actually considered so high risk for the first six months they didn't even let us return to Tallahassee with them so even if they discharged us from the hospital they kept us in Tallahassee so they could in Gainesville Gainesville, I'm sorry yeah kept us in Gainesville just in case something were to go awry so they could get to him very quickly wow so so you, you launched Hang Tough Foundation, and that mm-hmm. was 2009? So, 2009 is when Haley was diagnosed. So, my son was diagnosed in 2013. So, we started Hang Tough at the end of Grayson's treatment because we thought it would be this real slow start and uh-huh. we'd have time. Right. So, we started in February of 2015 when Grayson still had six months left in his treatment. And let me tell you... It took off. <laughs> it took off real fast. Yeah. But uh, what, what are your, I mean, you've talked about the, um, the places where you uh, take care of the children for a night, for a day uh-huh. down. But what are some of the other goals that you have? Yeah. So some of the other goals are family fun events. Simply getting families together and letting them forget about the medical worries, let them forget about the therapies for a while, and letting them have a, a time together where they mm-hmm. can just bond with one another. So many times with these medical expenses and things like that, they can't afford a night to go to Fun Station or Skate World or things like oh, yeah. that. Or due to the child's diagnosis, it's things that they couldn't do on an average day without us coming in first and cleaning the facility and making sure the lights are down and the noise is down. And, and we make the environment 
perfect for um, all the different types of diagnoses. So, giving them those normal childhood experiences as a family. Um, that That's one of our big goals right. is every kid should get to do those normal so, things. So, your, your focus, if I'm understanding this correctly, is to minister to the people and their needs mm-hmm. not necessarily to raise funds for leukemia and this sort of thing absolutely you, you're, you're seeing another need here which mm-hmm. which i agree is, is a mm-hmm. very very vital thing and i and it's, it's reminded me of something that is 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 so uh insignificant in in the grand scheme of things but it's just kind of a um for me to be able to put this together, it was one year in uh, around Christmas time, and we'd gone to Kentucky where my family is, uh-huh. and it was just a kind of because I we had four children, and a bit of a financial struggle that year, and uh, so we didn't really have any money. We we scraped, scraped together and got some Christmas presents to people and made the trip to Kentucky, but that was going to be pretty much it. And for some reason, and I don't know why, my brother Dan. Just handed me a hundred dollars, hmm. just just a hundred dollars cash, and he said, "Just, just, it's yours." I said, "Just take it," and I don't know why. He, he he never gave me a reason, and I thought, "Boy, we sure we sure need this money to make the trip." But something just said to me, "No, just take the family to town, it's, uh, Cynthia, Kentucky. It's not it's not a big town, and just." Let them have fun. Spend time together. And, and I've thought about that many, many times. I thought, boy, you know, I don't know whether that's being very responsible or not, but my family just that night, we just needed something to Absolutely. just kind of chill. Uh-huh. <laughs> something to take your mind yeah. off everything else and, and just and, uh, be. During that night, we, we took them out. We went to Kentucky Fried Chicken. One of those, one of those combination places where they had a taco place here and the Kentucky Fried <laughs> Chicken and let them get whatever they want. And then we took them to the little theater in Cynthia, Kentucky. Now, small town of Kentucky, the theater that I went to as a child called Ross's Theater, and the kids went, where are, where are the rest of the screens? <laughs> it was just, just the one. Just the one. <laughs> and I still remember that, and the kids laugh about it mm-hmm. today. So I, I kind of have an identity to what you're saying yeah. here. Sometimes, man, through the midst of all the pressure and the stress, the the health of that family yep. can can really depend on that. And I was thinking today, this thought came to me a teaching that I heard somebody talk about one time. It's just a, the the law of the clenched fist, and basically it says, take your fist and just hold it just as hard as you can, just hold that fist. And then he said, now how's that feel? And he said, it's kind of uncomfortable. How long do you think you could do that? And there, there you go. Mm-hmm. Sometimes these families just need whew, just to breathe. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, so that's okay. That, that's a try. I know there's got to be more. Oh, there's okay. of course more. <laughs> um, one of the things we focus on very closely at Hang Tough Foundation is the siblings. So many times you go through this journey, and and if you think about it, you know, think of a child that you know that has a diagnosis or or that's been sick that you maybe send a care package or something to the the sick child, you know. A lot of people don't think about the sibling sitting there. So that was something that was very eye-opening to me. My daughter was three. She had to grow up very, very fast. And um, Grayson would get sent presents all the time. And we would open boxes and she would say, is there anything in there for me? Oh, wow. Yeah. And I started keeping a stockpile of stickers and toys and things like that. And I would reach behind me, grab it and say, yes, there was. They thought of you, too. Uh And that was the moment that I knew we needed to do more for these siblings. So about 68 percent of siblings of a chronically ill child have some kind of adverse reaction, uh, depression, anxiety. Anxiety is huge in the siblings. Um, Things like that. And so we seek to make sure that siblings just as loved as the child with the diagnosis. So we'll do something called sidekick stay. And um, because we call our child with the diagnosis a hero and every hero needs a sidekick, right? Um, And so we'll take them out and we'll do child care for the hero and kind of, this sounds awful, but take them out of the picture for a minute and send mom and dad out on a date with the siblings one-on-one time where they can just, again, bond, just be and have time. We give them awards for being incredible siblings. And what we've heard from our families is they come home and the dynamic around the house has changed. Even if it's just for a day or two, that sibling all of a sudden feels appreciated, feels like they're not forgotten. Right. And um, there was one night we took them bowling 
bowling and there was candy and there was prizes and popcorn and bowling and you wouldn't believe it. I leaned down to a five-year-old and I said, did you have fun? And she looked at me with these big wide eyes and she said, I got two whole hours with just my mommy. Wow. It oh wasn't my. about the candy. It wasn't about <laughs> the prizes, <laughs> right? It was about she got to spend that undivided attention with her mom. Wow. wow. Um, those kids crave that. And and I know from my personal experience, which is the joy of Hang Tough, is we've, we've lived it. Um, you know, there would be weeks that would go by that I wouldn't get to see my daughter. And all of a sudden, her brother seemed more important to me. Uh-huh. And that wasn't the case, no, but I was no. trying to keep one alive. Right, right, right. Um, and so, siblings are a huge focus of Hang Tough Foundation. So, we do. We kind of piecemeal the family apart and make sure every pocket of the family is well taken care of. And then we look at the whole picture of the family. You know, we, we're, we're trying to combat that there's higher divorce rates when you have a special needs child. There's these adverse reactions from the siblings. Like, if we can take care of the heart and soul of these right. families, keep them strong, keep them intact during their journey the world's gonna be a better place we're going back to that whole stress level of Uh trying to reduce that now as you uh, and your friend michelle and you all were launching this um how did you go about it you know it was crazy the the original you know we, we were dreaming pretty small to start but we knew we knew there would there would be something there i actually had a background in family life and community services is my undergrad um, one that I had never used, and I could not figure out why I had switched my major because I was never able to use it <laughs> again. But God, right? Oh, he goes, he goes so far <laughs> ahead of us. It, it took just, it, it took a yeah. good um, six years yeah. for me to use that degree. Right. But I started looking at my research from back back when I was in college, and and I told Michelle, I said, it's it's not about kids with just cancer. This affects all the families. And so originally we had kind of taken a medical focus when we were dreaming. And then I started thinking about the, the family component. And so we put pencil to paper. We met with people that we hoped would have a like-minded vision and formed a board. Uh, God bless. We found a, a lawyer that could help us do all that crazy paperwork um, because there was a lot of that. And, um, <laughs> and, and we did. We just hit the ground running. I often say, and, and my interns will attest to this, but, you know, we started serving and then we figured out the paperwork right. behind but it. Now, when you begin to approach uh, the medical community in different ones, how were you received in the, in the beginning? You know, it was interesting because we had some friends that we interviewed ahead of time that had children with cerebral palsy or that had um, a different diagnosis than we had experienced. And that's how we kind of put the puzzle pieces together that every family went through a very similar journey. And so we started encouraging them to reach out to their pockets um, of people mm-hmm. and to see if this was something that was needed. And the resounding answer was yes. Yeah. And I tell you, we were welcomed with open arms. Really? Um People are so, this is an underserved population. We have great medical services. We have great therapies. We have, we have things out there to take care of that child. There is nothing like Hang Tough that I have found in the United States. And I have looked wow. of the, the model of putting all these resources under one umbrella. And, and the idea spurred from the fact that when I was at Shands living on that oncology unit, the unit no one wants to live on, I had everything at my fingertips. I had a social worker. I had a child life specialist. I had everybody that I could get to quickly. And wow. then they sent me home uh-huh. to Tallahassee. And then... I had nothing. Right. I had my friend Michelle to call. Wow. And, and we said, we need to put that together. And so people were so relieved that there was going to be someone that was going to focus on the parents okay. and someone that's going to focus on the sibling, but put it under one umbrella without 10 applications to 10 different organizations oh, yeah. to get the help yeah. they needed because yeah. there's no time for that. But now, are you doing this in other communities? Are you just here local? Or? So, currently, we serve Leon County, Jefferson, Gadsden, and Wakulla counties. Okay. Um, we do have some families that come from outside of that. We have some families that will travel down from Georgia to attend our events because there's like I said there's nothing right. like this um, my dream oh my big yeah, dream I can see it I, can, I, can, I'm, I'm, I know what you're going to say but I want you to say it my big dream <laughs> is that this this goes national and yes. you know even yes. if it's not a hang tough foundation if this model uh-huh. if this idea of taking care of families and people and, and, and making stronger families were to spread I'd be thrilled right. um, I've gotten calls from states all over I've had families call from Colorado 
Colorado asking if we can serve them. Um, the need is there. I'm just I'm just waiting on the the million dollars to fall from but the now, sky. But, but, <laughs> but do you have the model? Uh, I mean, more or less written out. I mean, more or less. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, one of my one of my goals when I have free time is uh, <laughs> is to really write it out where it's right. it's easy to pick up and take it and mm-hmm. run. Yeah, I would encourage you to to make that a top priority because they, they say that the the uh, probability that things are accomplished mm-hmm. are greater when you actually put it to pen yep. and paper but what i'm just thinking is okay you have the model what you need next is the passion mm-hmm. in colorado springs so that Absolutely. that person mm-hmm. the, the the janelle and, and michelle in, in in colorado wherever it may be exactly and of course so this particular show we not only are going to be broadcasting this on uh wtsm 979 here in tallahassee but it also goes on podcasts. The show will actually go all over the world, wherever it comes. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening to the podcast and you're living wherever you may be, you need to call Janelle if you have <laughs> the passion. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just call her just randomly. I'm talking about perhaps you're listening to this uh, this show or this podcast, and this is speaking to you. You say, we need this here, and I'll do it. <laughs> and let me tell you, the people will come fast like they they need it so desperately we did a survey and a hundred percent of our set a hundred percent of our family said we are meeting a need a much needed need in our community that was not there at all before and a hundred percent and and 89 percent of our families reported that their family life improved when they joined hang tough foundation you mentioned the million dollars okay (laughs) (laughs) but now what about the the financial aspect of it you say this thing has grown fast Mm -hmm. has that aspect of it been there you know um it's it's growing all the time. We have a great community that we live in here um, locally, local businesses, local individuals that have supported us. One of our big things, we're starting to dabble into grants, which is going to help with the financial. Right. Um, once they see you're about five years old, they start thinking, okay, they're <laughs> right, legit. Right. They're going to be yeah, around right. for a little five bit. Five years is the target. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the mark. Um, so just in the last year, we've seen... Um, uh, more funding. So now we're getting some city of Tallahassee funding um, from grants, um, yeah. which is fantastic. Yeah. But but we we have room to grow for the size of organization that we are and how many people we're serving. Is our budget equitable? Not quite. Okay. But we're making ends meet, but mostly because of the heart and soul of our volunteers. Right. So if somebody wanted to become a, a, a volunteer or uh-huh. to donate, how would they go about doing that? Oh, quick and easy. Okay. You can pop on our website, which is hangtoughfoundation.org. Uh, there's a, of course, there's a big button in the corner that says donate real big. <laughs> but there's also an engage tab that gives you volunteer opportunities that, that lets you know about board of director positions. If this is a passion for you and you want to serve in a leadership capacity, I have the most amazing committee of volunteers. I would call them our family relations team that helps me execute and plan every one of the 11 and programs and services that we do. Could not do it without them, especially now that we're down to one staff member. Um, so we are always looking for committed people to serve and love and and if time talent treasure whatever you got we yeah. happily take so you it's hang tough foundation what dot org dot org it's, it's the org mm-hmm. <laughs> it's dot org. so if you go to the, that website you get all the information you can donate you can find out how to volunteer and i always encourage people to do that because mm-hmm. that's that's uh, uh it's very very important that we do now what about connecting with some of the other ministries in the tallahassee area that maybe has some expertise or are learning from them have you done any of that absolutely not as much as I would like. Um, we have some great nonprofits here locally oh, and, and ministries here in our town. Uh, like I said, we kind of hit the ground running very quickly, so we, we kind of feel like we're our feet are moving faster than sure. the rest of our bodies are sometimes, <laughs> but um, that's how it goes. But we have some great ministries that partner with us. City City Walk um, will you know will partner with them to allow our families if, if they're in need of, of clothing or right, things right. like that. And the way they all uh, just made a great partnership with Alzheimer's Project because they serve a lot of the same population of caregivers that we do and finding synergies in 
versus serving kids versus elderly. And it's amazing. I've I've been very humbled to see these amazing leaders in our community willing to love on a on a mom that had a dream. Um, because I'm not I'm not someone who came in with nonprofit management masters degrees and things like that. None of them did. Right. (laughs) Because most of these ministries that you'd mentioned have probably been on this show somewhere along the line. And I remember when they started Mm -hmm. and they came here and they shared their dreams and their visions because that's what what I say we're a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant alive and well. And and they came and they shared their dreams and then I've watched them grow. Yep. And this has been an incredible journey for me. That's one of the reasons why I would encourage you to reach out to some yep. of these folks because they've walked this walk mm-hmm. and they've learned, they've made the mistakes. Absolutely. <laughs> and and they are so gracious and willing to take yeah. take people underneath their wing and lead yes, them, which, yes. which is the joy of serving people. Yes. Um, so I can't wait for the day that I can be that for someone. Sure, sure. Um, but I am. I'm so grateful for, for those other ministries right. in our community that have loved on me and Hang Tough in general. Right, right. Well, you are tuned to the Gospel on the Radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and uh, I just love being here with you. I'm going to play a song for you. This is called Everyone to See. Everything, everywhere, every time. And I always get that wrong, but you'll like the song. And I think it'll fit here. Every time. So what do you think, Janelle? Does that, does that hit the target? That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> this is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. Um, my goodness, we're talking about passion, which uh, we always do on this show, because passion drives this show. And in fact, when I talk to people, most of the time, and they say, well, what are we going to talk about? I said, we're going to talk about your passion, whatever it is. And here today, Janelle's passion is ministering to these people who are going through these uh, extreme hard Hardships when a, a child is diagnosed with a, with a cancer. My goodness, what a, what a heart to be able to want to minister to their needs. Let me just tell you that I am the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry. We're located at 720 Capital Circle Northeast. And, uh, well, we love visitors. If you want to come worship with us on Sunday mornings, we start at 1105. FRCM.US is our um, website. And I'd like to say we, we love love people and love the Lord and love visitors. And also, if you like Southern Gospel music, and uh, well, I do, <laughs> Saturday night, 7 o'clock on 94.1 on your radio dial. It's the Saturday Night Gospel Sing. It's a full hour of the best music in the land. With me as the host, and we just have a great time. You can also join me Monday through Friday on 94.1 for the daily broadcast. That's a teaching of the Word of God. It comes on 11 o'clock Monday through Friday. We just open the word and let it speak, and it does. Hallelujah. Robin and Jim, uh, or actually Robin <laughs> from AAA Constant Comfort, they've been helping me do this show ever since I started way back in 2002. They do heating and air conditioning, and if you need a new unit or get the old one repaired, call them, 893-9566. Janelle Irwin, she is passionate about ministering to families and people who are going through these things. She had a personal crisis in her family and uh, the Lord has helped her with all of that and good report. Thank God for that. Absolutely. What is the, the report on that, Janelle? I mean, children who go through this, I mean, I know that we are much more advanced than we were years ago. Used used to be it was just a death sentence, mm-hmm. but it's not so much anymore. What, what are the percentages? You know, and I'm not I'm not up to date on them. Um, I know when when Grayson was diagnosed, typical leukemias, uh, blood cancers, um, were eighty percent survival rates. Now, when Grayson was diagnosed, he had the rare form of leukemia, and it had already entered his central nervous system. So we kept getting uh, little markers that kept bringing us down a notch from that 80% until until we were we were down to 10% for for his specific diagnosis. But with leukemias, the percentages are great, but there are other diagnoses that that kids in our community are getting um, that that aren't uh-huh. that aren't as great, um, especially brain cancers and and brain tumors and things like that. We're we're not quite there. The research 
is right. not kept up. Now, where are we as far as in our medical community here with our hospitals? Are we pretty good equipped? Are we? How are we doing? You know, um, we have a lot of our families. That That's something that's important about the families that we serve is there aren't pediatric specialties here in Tallahassee locally. Um, there's, there's a few here and there, but for the most part, all of our families have to travel for their medical treatment, for their... Um, Most, mostly Shans? Uh, there is Shans. There is in Jacksonville, New Moors, and uh, Wolfson's Children's Hospital. Some go as far as Tampa. Some go down to Orlando. Some go up to Atlanta. Um, so wow. you're talking about wow. some major travel that all of our families are also going through, right. which adds that burden. Sure. Um, and especially and you know, how often, the family how often would they have to make these trips? And it depends on the diagnosis. We serve so many different diagnoses, but there's some of our families that are making weekly trips. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yes. So that would make it very difficult to hold a job down. Absolutely. And and, uh, you talk about putting financial stress on a family. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. Most of our families are down to single incomes because it's not possible to take care of all the therapy needs and all the doctor's appointments in addition to. And and I, I have to say, many of our families don't only have one hero, one child with a diagnosis. Sometimes they have multiple. Oh, my goodness. And it is a juggling, juggling right. act. You wouldn't believe what these families do for their kiddos. Now, is there any um, hope, I mean, help there as far as helping the, the uh, just to generally to pay the bills? Is there anybody... Uh, is there any organizations able to do that? There, there are some out there. Um, and I remember when I was going through my journey, the social workers at the hospital were fantastic about giving us resources. What we found was the applications often took longer than um, than what the return was. There was one that took me uh, four hours to fill out, and they would send us twenty five dollars every other month. Oh my goodness! And um, the. It, it's hard. It's hard. And, yeah. and you, you could spend all your time doing applications for help with different organizations, right. which is one of the reasons when we started this, we said, we're going to cut the red tape. If they need us, we're not going to require doctor's signatures. We're not going to require the therapist to sign it. We're, we're here for you. Right. Um, and we're going to meet you right where you're at. And um, so that's, you know, some of the things that, that we experienced ourselves. But there are organizations out there. You have to be able to dig for them. You have to be able to have the right connections to find them. And you mentioned uh, the grants and stuff for your organization, mm-hmm. but uh, I would assume that they're the same thing for the for the patients. But again, sometimes more difficult to to uh, <laughs> access than, than the time that you have to do it. And it's about a, a four hour application. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of questions are we asking? Well, and a lot of it's taking the paperwork to different doctors' offices because they want all the signatures. They oh, want all of all of the documents and they need the medical team at this place to print you off all the paperwork to to, to prove right. and so it's a lot of phone calls and gathering and and um it's pretty hey, crazy. What would happen if, if a child is diagnosed with this and there's no insurance? Um, you know, the hospitals will work with you. Okay. Um, they they will. It's It, it can be, uh, I have been on my soapbox a gazillion times. Insurance right. is, is a lifesaver. Right. Um, our first year, we had fantastic insurance um, that was a saving grace. And our second year of his treatment, our insurance changed and um, really changed our financial landscape, likely for the rest of our lives. Wow. Um, so wow. insurance makes a huge difference. But, um, you know, ho- hospitals, you can call them and you can try to talk to them and uh, sometimes <laughs> yeah, but, but they'll you, work with you. You're talking about uh, if, if there's no insurance, if something like that comes, comes up, this this is this will never get paid for. I mean, there's you're talking about such expense. Absolutely. That a child, I mean, a family is burdened with this forever. Our and, very first stay at the hospital was, was 55 days when he okay. was first diagnosed and um, I remember I didn't get a receipt. So I asked the hospital administration, I said, can you print me a receipt so I can have it? And I had realized this three months down the road because I obviously was not thinking of receipts in the beginning. And they said, well, the only thing we can do is an itemized statement of all the charges from your stay. Um, but then it'll show what you paid for your insurance copayment. 
his 55-day stay was over half a million dollars oh in an I yeah, yeah, there's, there's no family ever going to be able to come up with that type of money. I'm telling you, the room and board and ICU, you could get a nice beach house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the thing about it is mm-hmm. this, I mean, it's, it's very concerning for all Absolutely. of us to, to think that these, these are realities that mm-hmm. people are, are going through and, de- and dealing with. Yep. And, uh, and one of the things that you've talked about is that you're, you're helping to meet a lot of the, um, the the needs as far as the infrastructure of the family to help them. But is there are there agencies that are just out there to help with this? I mean, just financial burden. Yep, and, and they're out there. Um, n- not as many as I would like. What I have found is that the, the most helpful is crowdsourcing fundraising. Um, and, and I've seen that with our families where it's GoFundMes that okay, actually make, sure, make sure. a lot more movements than trying to, to get to agencies. And I, I don't want to say there's not not ones out there because there there likely could be that I didn't personally sure, sure. find. Yeah. Um, but but um, you know there was one time a lot of ours went on credit cards because you have to pay the copay up front. Oh my! And then of course you've got the travel and 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 the gas and the food and all of that because you're away from home and right. living in a different city. And um, there, there was a, a church group I went and did a women's conference where I was their guest speaker for the weekend um, after Grayson, and they took up a love offering and they took care of credit card bills that my husband and I would likely have never wow never been wow, able to wow. to um, get on top of ourselves and so the, the people are good well the, the truth is is it uh, America is a very compassionate country huh? and, and we always have been huh? and then say what you will <laughs> America has always stepped up yep. in these things but so often you'll have a family they're going through this burden alone yep. because it, it really isn't known and, and and I'm thankful that the families have had success mm-hmm. with the GoFundMe's but even that can only go so far absolutely and, and so it's just it's just a burden that you just think about it 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 grieves you Mm -hmm. to realize that that this is something that is reality that people are dealing with in our community and you mentioned that there may be an organization out there and you help with these sort of things and we don't know we don't know you right janelle now we don't know you but but i would like to know you (laughs) and i'd like to have you here on the show so you can tell us all about it because very likely there's somebody Mm -hmm. out there that you're associated with something like that and uh, w- one of the things that I always try to do on this show, if I could bring information to uh, mm-hmm. to the radio audience about different aspects of, of ministry, uh, organizations that are doing a good work, that's why I like to have them here on the yes. show because communication is key mm-hmm. <laughs> to anything. And when people are looking for answers, we, we want to give them to them yep. in time we can. So, Janelle, give them your information, the, the website again. Uh, yeah. Um, all about it. So, any family that has a child ages 0 to 21 that has any type of diagnosis, we serve everything from from special needs to terminal illness and everything in between. Because, again, no matter the diagnosis, it affects the family. So, any diagnosis, chronic illness, life-altering illness, special needs... Um, Feel free to sign up. There is a quick and easy form on our website at hangtoughfoundation.org. It says sign up your hero and you just click on that. It is a quick Google form. It does not require a doctor's signature. It just gives us your basic information. So if you're located in Leon, Jefferson, Gadsden, and Wakulla counties, we are here for you. We want to serve you. Um, it's free to sign up. And every program and services that we offer, all 11 of them, are available at absolutely no cost. Okay. You mentioned the 11. Uh-huh. Real quick. Let's, let's, let's do the rundown. Can you you got it all in your let's head see. there? Let's <laughs> see if I can do it. So we've got Parents Night Out, okay. Respite Care. We've got support groups where okay. we'll provide the child care so they can get time with social workers. We've got tutoring services to help keep the kids on track in school. Okay. We've got a school supply drive that takes place the month of July in our community so we can get school supplies to our kids heading back to school because, again, that's a financial burden that we want to alleviate. We do care packages to our families that are getting ready to have surgeries or hospital stays and things like that to help keep them um, happy. And let me tell you, our care packages have something for every single family member in them. (laughs) Um, We also have 
got to thank Sidekicks Day, which is our sibling support she, program. She's at six now. I'm at I'm at six. We're getting to seven. Um, we do have a family emergency assistance okay. program where if there is a light bill or something like that that we can jump in without having a lot of red tape, uh, we will do that. We also have um, one of my favorites is Santa Day. Um, again, every child should get the opportunity to um, have a normal childhood experience. So if if your child wants to visit Santa, we're going to make it possible. Many of our kids can't go to the mall because of uh, immune systems or too many lights, too many noises. So we do private individualized appointments with Santa. Um, it's it's a wild weekend of a lot of Merry Christmas. Um, let's see. What am I missing here? I, I, I got to think. There's so many. Yeah. We yeah. do a lot. And, and, that, and you've done well. Right? And did, so, did I say family fun events? Uh, no, no. I don't think I said yeah. family fun events. And I'm trying to think of all my committee members yeah. that actually helped me lead these things. You, you only got two more to go. But while you're thinking on yeah. that, how do you coordinate all of this, Janelle? <laughs> I've lost my mind. No, um, no, Because right now you're the only staff person. Yes. We used to have three, but with COVID and with some changes, we we downsized for a little bit just to to make sure we were being fiscally responsible, um, you know, to make sure that our funds were able to go back to our families. Um, But... I have a great team of volunteers. This is not a Janelle ministry. This is a community ministry okay. and um, great people that, that have taken leadership of each one of these programs. That's what I was going to ask yep. you. So, so you're, you're not necessarily doing every one of these things. You're, you're the person who's orchestrating. sure that uh-huh. it's, it all, it's all getting done. But the people that are doing them are completely volunteer. Wow. Think about the time. Wow. If you're planning oh, yeah. a parents' night out with 60 kids and 35 my volunteers, goodness. the amount of time that you're dedicating. Oh, I've got two volunteers that co-coordinate that one because it's so much of an undertaking. Um, but yeah, I have individuals. I have an education consultant that's a volunteer. She's a special education teacher that in her free time organizes all my tutors and all the kids that need tutoring. Wow. For, for it's, wow. it's pretty incredible. Um, I know which one I missed now. I missed Teen Hangout. Teen Hangouts are a really cool time. It um, It's a time where our Teenagers, 12 plus, can get together and build friendships, build some independence, um, and and get to know one another in a social setting, kind of work on some social skills and things like that. We do fun things like game nights, and uh, of course, there's usually pizza involved because they're teens. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, But it's just a time more more tailored to that teen environment. Right. A lot of our childcare events, we've got littler kids, Um, but but we want to give them opportunity to to get to know one another as well. So I think I might have covered them all. I'm, I'm I'm not sure, but there's there's a lot of them. And <laughs> what I would say is the coolest thing is some of these are the things that Michelle and I knew that we needed when we were going through the journey. Right. But so many of these are things that other families have pointed out to us and said, you know what would be really cool is if you could create. And then we do. Right. Um, so this has been a ministry breathed by the people so, who so need they, it. So they may soon be 12. Or <laughs> at one point we were at 16. Right. Okay. And then so we had to pump the brakes a little, little bit. bit. <laughs> but, but again, they're all driven by passion. Absolutely. In other words, whoever is coordinating this is a person, hey, that's that's something I can sink my teeth mm-hmm. in here yep. and get involved in. Uh, now, you didn't mention the fundraiser. Who, who does the fundraising? Well, right now that's me. Okay. Um, I'm hoping we'll get a director of development back on okay. staff soon. Um, but r- right now... Um, well, you mentioned to me before we went on the air that that sometimes you'll raise funds for a particular patient. Is that how you connected with my daughter? Is it? So that was before Hang Tough was founded. I was connected with Anna when we were doing fundraisers just for Grayson. Uh, just okay, trying okay. to get our okay. personal family through the journey before we had even founded Hang Tough Foundation. Okay. So, okay. Um, but 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 that's a that's another aspect that you may eventually go to that'd you know, be a tough one it is another need yeah um but it the, the challenge that we have with that is we serve over 800 families today oh my goodness and so being able to decipher the, oh, yeah, the right, need right. and and yeah. if you do for one you have to be able to do for well, all yeah, and, and, and that's and what i'm thinking of is it, it's this this would be this is what we do in other words it wouldn't be mm-hmm. hang tough it'd be this is what we do and and maybe it even it is to where when the diagnosis first comes mm-hmm. and the shock is there, that somebody is able to come alongside of them to help them 
find out what other programs that are, that are available to them or whatever and help them initially mm-hmm. to, to get through it because I'm sure you could identify with this when even though you had you had met Michelle and you'd, mm-hmm. you'd kind of walk through this with her somewhat so you had some idea I would assume yep but somebody else could just have no clue whatsoever and, and sometimes just defamation mm-hmm. who, who to go who to talk to what what to do and that's one and, of the things that I built out on our website very first was on the resources tab on our website it's it's for both the family that is experiencing a brand new diagnosis here's some of my helpful hints simple things like look for the positive in every day because you can get bogged down Um, and simple things also for family and friends that are wanting to help a new family that's been diagnosed so it's a great resource of it gives you some ideas of fundraising Um, it gives you some ideas of starting a a journal of anybody who's volunteered to help with kids or help with meals so you have it when you need it because the thing is when those phone calls come pouring in when your child's first diagnosed your brain's oh, not yeah, computing yeah, yeah. it's just it's just unbelievable <laughs> and, and finally i grabbed my sister well you know from texas and i said i need you to be my point person for contact and start collecting this information so when the need arises and i need someone to take care of kate i know exactly my call list right. and so establishing that first point of communication is one of the big yeah. things i've got on that that list is you you don't need to be the communicator you need to be focused <laughs> right, on your child right. and your family get someone else so that's something i've walked through a lot of families through that initial sure. diagnosis which is tough oh, when yeah. you've lived it yourself yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's that's where my my concern mm-hmm. is where i'm just and this is something that you're bringing to all of our attention here yeah. tonight and, and so we hear this on sunday morning that you know you're making us aware mm-hmm. of, of this need and, and this often happens as different guests have come on the show and i and they show us things that well we didn't know that mm-hmm. we didn't know this that we didn't know this is happening or, or, or right. whatever and um, we may have stirred something in somebody's heart out there that, that, that say hey I can do that I'm talking about the aspect of being yeah. involved in, in uh, that initial stage to help mm-hmm. them with some of the finances and, and just yeah. information just be, be the clearinghouse mm-hmm. uh, I mean I, I know of uh, ministries that that's what they do and, yep. and they just they're just there to help people through these very tough Walk times journey. in life yeah <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking of Barbara Linton with Courage Through Cancer she, that's she's exactly one. who I was yeah, thinking yeah, of yeah <laughs> Yeah, and and uh, just so so many different ones that they, they've been through it. Mm-hmm. They have information that can give you information. If you call yeah. them, they'll help you because they want to help you. Yep. They, they want to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, I'm just thankful that, that God has raised up people like you and uh, those of you, your team. It, it, it's <laughs> I, the team. I applaud them. Yes. You tell them. I, I just appreciate so much what they do. <laughs> and um, so let's give them the information. We've got about a minute here, so make sure they know how to get in touch okay. with you. You can find us on our website at hangtoughfoundation.org, and you can find all the information you need right there. You can find us on social media, Instagram, and Facebook at hangtoughorg. Hangtough.org. Is it a dot? Yeah. Dot Hang, hangtoughfoundation.org for the okay. website. Hangtoughfoundation.org. Mm-hmm. Go there. You can donate there as well. Absolutely. And donations would be very much appreciated. Always. <laughs> <laughs> as well as get information. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or and, sign up your family if you need assistance. Right. We're here for you. Okay. And it's it's all there for you. And uh, God has raised up Janelle and her team just to do this. And Michelle. Does Michelle still involved? Absolutely. Okay. She's on our board of directors. Okay. Um, very active and comes and helps me in the office all the time. Okay. All <laughs> My <right>. sister. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. We always close the broadcast out with prayer. And Father God, I do pray over this this ministry. Hang tough. Oh, Lord God, help them to, to be able to hang tough and to help. And Lord, provide for them. I pray, God, you'd meet their financial needs. Lord, that you would bring them a spirit of encouragement ministry father through them lord god we pray for these who are who are suffering through these things lord help them we pray and father god we just pray for our america god we just give you glory and praise in jesus name we pray amen janelle it's been great to have you on the show thank you so much next sunday morning may the lord bless you